I want to thank this radio station 93.1 for allowing the gospel to go out over the airwaves so boldly as it does. I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want to thank Pineview Church of God, Pastor Steve Brewer out there uh, on Camp 8 Road just inside Wayne County. Uh, if you get a chance, go to church with them. I promise you, them some fine folks, and you'll receive a blessing. And that pastor can shuck the corn, and he lives what he preaches. Uh, I, I would like to thank 106.9 down in Lusta, who, who will play this uh, uh, later on today. Uh, I want to thank my wife for being with me all these years. And, and I want to thank... I just want to thank God this morning that he didn't kill me before he saved me. Man, there was so many times I should be dead. There was so many times he could have just easily took me. But he kept me and he protected me even while I was in my sin. Oh, what a beautiful scripture it is that while we were yet in our sins, Christ died for us. Man, that's... That's just something right there. That's just, you don't think about that. And I'm coming to you this morning out of Luke 23. But uh, I just want to play this song right here. It's a beautiful song. It's called Scars in Heaven. Y'all just listen to this song right here. Just listen to the words. And then the Lord willing, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to be praying while this song is playing, and I'm going to ask the Lord to please speak through me what He wants the world to hear, what He wants you to hear this morning, not me. I'm, I'm just a messenger. I'm just a vessel. I'm not worthy to speak the Word of God. I am not. But I'm glad that He uses me. I'm glad that He saved me. And because He died for me, I'm going to live for Him. Listen to this song right here, and we'll get into the Word. Amen. If I had only known the last time would be the last time, I would have put off all the things I had to do. I would have stayed a little longer, held on a little tired now but I give one more day with you cause there's a wound here in my heart where something's missing and they tell me that it's gonna heal the time but I know you're in a place where all your wounds have been erased Knowing yours are healed is healing mine. The only scars in heaven that won't belong to me and you. There'll be no such thing as broken, and all the old will be made new. And the thought that makes me smile. Tears fall down 
that the only scars in heaven are on the hands that hold you now. I know the road you walked was anything but easy. You picked up your share of scars along the way. Oh, but now you're standing in the sun. You fought your fight and your race is run. The pain is all a million miles away. The only scars in heaven that won't belong to me and you. There'll be no such thing as broken. That song right there is about as pretty as it gets. The only scars in heaven. Oh, I long for that day to be with my Lord and Savior that paid that price. I long for that day to go home. I long for that day to be with the one that paid the price. I want you to know that them nails didn't hold him there. It was the love that he had for us that kept him on that cross. And, and and I want to tell you, I'm just going to get straight into the scripture because I want you to make heaven. But there's something that's going to stop you from getting there. There's something that's going to stop you from walking through the streets of gold. There's something that's going to stop you from hearing 
Come in, my good and faithful child, enter into my rest. And what that's going to be is sin. It's going to be the fact that you was just like these Pharisees. You were stiff-necked. You refused to believe. They thought they was doing God a service. They was caught up in their law. And they would not surrender. They would not even give Christ a chance. They wouldn't even just think about, is this the Son of God? I'm asking you today, are you stubborn in your sins? Are you stubborn in, in, in the fact that you don't see nothing wrong with lying? That you don't see nothing wrong with, 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 with gossiping? You don't see nothing wrong with stealing? You don't see nothing wrong with sexual perversion? You don't see nothing wrong with pornography? You don't see nothing wrong with your sin? You don't see nothing wrong with fornication? You think it's okay to walk in that church? this morning with a woman or a man that you laid with all night and you're going to take them to church with no thought of wrongdoing. You're going to be in that church today with a boyfriend or girlfriend that ain't your husband or your wife and you will not repent from them. You're going to be in your homosexuality and, and, and you're not going to repent from it. I love you this morning and I'm trying to tell you out of love, out of sheer passion that I want you to come out of your sin. I want you to get into sanctification and to holiness. I, I'm telling you it was better if you would be celibate and never have sex again than it is to keep having sex and go to hell. If you can't get right, I'm telling you there is a hell that waits for you. And I'm telling you this morning, I'm going to bring you a hard sermon because I, I, I love you enough to tell you the truth that you are headed to hell. If you are living in sin, you can't justify your sin. The devil tells you it's love. The devil tells you it's just a little white lie. The devil tells you it's okay. Everybody sins. The devil wants you to think everything's okay. He wants the world to love you. And that's one of the big problems. The world loves you. But the church wants to shun you. The church wants to tell you that if you ain't right, don't come up on here. The church wants to condemn the homosexual. The church wants to, to condemn the drunk. The church don't want the meth addict, the guy with the tattoos, the woman with the tattoos and all the earrings. The church says, no, don't let that one in here. And the church is wrong for that. If you in that church, if that's you as a pastor, I'm telling you, pastor, you wrong as wrong can be. You're supposed to be a hospital. That's who you're supposed to want. You're supposed to look for the, for the dregs of society. That's who you want in your church. Jesus Christ didn't come hang out with the Pharisees. He was in the pubs. He was in there with the sinners. He was in the red district. He went in there to save the lost souls. He didn't come for those that was hold the hold and need a position. He came for the sick. He came for the sinners. And that is what we're supposed to do. How dare us judge somebody in their sin? Our, we, our job is to love our neighbors. we love ourselves. I can't condemn you in your sins. I got to tell you that out of love, your sin separates you from Jesus Christ. Your sin will send you to hell. And I want to talk to you about one of them thieves on the cross. I want to tell you about this man that justly deserved his death. But there was a man before him. He says, Luke 23, verse 25. And I ain't going to be able to read like I normally do unless the Lord intervenes because 
I didn't I couldn't find my glasses again. Okay, verse 25 he says, And he released unto them him that for sedition and murder was cast into prison, whom they had despised, but he delivered Jesus to their will. Oh, let me tell you what Pilate did. Pilate knew that on the Jews' religion that they could release one from jail on the Passover. That when the Passover come by, they could ask the 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 the, the Jewish man, the, I'm sorry, the Roman leader, to let go one out of prison to set him free on the Passover. So Pilate said, "I tell you what, I'll do." Oh, he couldn't find nothing wrong with Jesus. He found no fault in Jesus Christ. And he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll send out there a man named Barabbas, a man that's guilty of sedition, a man that's guilty of lying, a man that's murderer, a man that's a liar, a man that's a thief. Surely they'll pick this man over Jesus that never sinned. Surely they'll pick Barabbas over Jesus. Surely they'll pick one that they know will steal from him. They know that will kill him. They won't pick this man that never did no wrong. They won't pick this man that healed the blind surely they won't pick this man that fed the 5,000 surely they won't pick this man that was full of love but yet they called out release Barabbas and crucify Jesus crucify him crucify him I'm telling you today the one they released named Barabbas is me the one they released named Barabbas is you because they released him. Listen, they released him and took Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you that Jesus Christ knew they was going to release Barabbas. Just as they released Barabbas when Christ died on that cross, he released me and you from the guilt of our sins. That if you'll have faith in Jesus Christ, although you deserve death, although I deserve hell, although I'm a sinner, although we are all thieves, liars, and murderers, we've all had the thought, Jesus said, if you thought it, you did it. We are all worthy of hell. There is none good, no, not one. We all deserve to go to a devil's hell. But because of grace, because of mercy, because of the cross of Jesus Christ, we can escape what we deserve. Because Christ took the penalty of our sin. Christ took it on the cross. And how dare us live in sin? How dare us walk so loosely? How dare us take advantage of the cross of Christ? Where we say we can do what we want to do and Christ will still take us to heaven. Where we say I'm still going to smoke weed but Christ will take me to heaven. When the Bible tells us to become a living sacrifice. When the Bible tells us to die to ourselves daily. When the Bible tells us to repent from our wicked ways we dare say I'm going to stay in my sin but we want to hold Jesus to his word and we say Jesus you said you would take me to heaven as if he owes us something he don't owe us nothing we owe everything to him it's our job to glorify him but he said if you won't that's okay I'll make the rocks cry out Oh, let me tell you what he said in Isaiah 1. I hate your solemn Sabbaths. I hate your incense. I hate your coming together. Because Israel wasn't going to the tabernacle out of love for God. They was doing it because they had to. They was doing it because it was the thing to do in that time. 
I'm telling you today, he hates the church that we, we got set up now. Most of us don't go to church because we love Jesus Christ. Most of us don't go to church because of what he did on the cross. Most of us don't go to church to glorify him and lift up our hands and praise him. Most of us go to church because mom and daddy made you. Most of us go to church and we dread it. Why do you think we run late for church but we can get to work at 5.30 in the morning? Why can them kids get on the bus at 6.30 and 7 o'clock but they're late for Sunday school? Because we we dread it. We really don't want to be there. Oh, but if you could think about what Christ did on that cross, you'd be the first one at church today. You'd be the first one at the altar giving Him praise and thanking Him for what He did. Not dreading it. Not daydreaming. Not falling asleep in church. You'd be on the edge of your seat listening to what the pastor had to say to educate you more about Christ. To bring you closer to Christ. To fall in love with Christ. To fully appreciate the sacrifice, the pain, the agony that He went through. And He did it for you. And He did it for me. That we could come out of our sins. That we don't have to live like this no more. Oh, the devil makes, us, makes the world accept us. The devil will tell us you're okay. But you're not. I'm not. I have to die to myself daily. Jesus Christ said, pick up your cross and follow me. That's what he said. He said, die to yourself daily. Separate yourself from the world and the sins of the world and the cares of this life. All you're supposed to do is think about one day I'll be in heaven. But until that day, I want to walk closer with the Lord. I want to do what he called me to do. I want to tell the world about Jesus. I want to fall in love with Jesus. I don't want to disappoint him. I want to live by faith because Hebrews 11 said it is impossible. It is impossible. It is impossible to, to please God without faith. Do you walk in faith? Do you think about Jesus? Or do you just go to church because you think it's a good idea? Do you pray out of necessity and not out of love? What is your prayer like life? What are you praying for? Are you praying in the will of God? Are you even praying? He said, I'm going to jump down to 22, 32. Give me just a second, get my eyes focused. Praise Jesus, thank you. And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they were and when they were come to the place which was called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, oh, listen how beautiful this is. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They, they, he was praying for forgiveness for the ones that was putting him on the cross. He was praying for forgiveness for the ones that was spitting on him and mocking him. Listen, he said, and they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding and the rulers also with them derided him saying he saved others. 
Let him save himself. If he be Christ, the chosen of God. Oh, they didn't know he had to stay on that cross. And they mocked him and they laughed at him. They knew all these miracles he did. They knew he raised Lazarus. They knew he fed the 5,000 and the 4,000. They knew he cured the leper. They knew he cured the blind. They knew all these miracles he did. But they wanted him to... They was mocking him. He had to stay there for you and for me. And I'm so glad that he did. I know that sounds horrible. I'm so glad that he took the cat of nine tails. I'm so glad that he took the plaited thorns on his head. I'm so glad that he stood there and, be, and took the shame of being naked on the cross. What a horrible thing our Savior went through. But if he didn't do it, none of us could have the opportunity to be saved. This was planned out before the beginning of the age, before the foundation of the world. This is what he came to do, to hang on that horrible cross to take this punishment to take this abuse to take the betrayal to take the mockery to take the shameless to take the pain for you and me oh I promise you he could have called 10,000 of 10,000 angels down he could have struck them right where they are he could have killed them all he could have showed his authority he could have showed his power let me tell you something. He took that pain on purpose. He took the, the weight of our sins. He took our penalty. He took what we did on that cross. He bore our sins on that cross. And how can we, how can we not remember this every day? How can we walk in sin and say we're saved? How can we do you know we make mockery of Christ even today? I want you to think about that. When you go to church and you on Facebook and you laughing and cutting up, you ain't paying no attention. I'm guilty. There's been times in my life, probably more times than I can imagine, from the time I was a little kid until now where I didn't pay attention. Shame on me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me that I haven't walked every day in appreciation of what you did on that cross. Lord, forgive me on the days that I forgot about them nails that went through your hands and feet. Lord, forgive me for the days that I walked through my life and forgot what you did on Calvary's cross. Lord, forgive me for making a mockery of grace. Forgive me, Lord, for not thanking you for your mercy, for not thanking you for your love. Lord, forgive me, because I am Barabbas. I am that thief on the cross. But, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the gift of repentance. I want you to know that here in just a minute, I'm going to get down here to the sermon. I ain't even got to my point yet, and I ain't got but nine minutes left. He said, And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he be the Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him, and offering him vinegar. 
and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. There has never been a more statement more accurate than that right there. Except for one problem. He was also the king of the Gentiles. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him. Can you imagine this man is in a position of death himself. And he thought to, 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 to talk ugly to Christ. To join the club. He's hanging on the cross. He's fixing to die. And he dares. Speak words. Of cursing. Words of, 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 of mocking. To mock Christ beside him. And this man's. One yard from hell himself. But don't we do the same. How many people. Do you think around the world. Woke up next to a loved one that had a heart attack while they died. How many people do you think got a call in the middle of the night of someone they loved that died in a car wreck? How many people do you think passed away in the ICU room this morning because of corona or because of cancer? They was that close. But yet they didn't accept Jesus Christ. We're that close to death. You don't know if today's the day you die. You could be that thief hanging on the cross that's going to die in just a little while. We're supposed to live in an expectancy of death at any moment. Are you ready right now to meet Christ? Are you prayed up? Are you sanctified? Are you walking holy? Are you doing all you know to do to live for Christ? Are you walking in repentance? Or are you living in sin? Are you living in direct violation of the Word of God? He said, and one of the malefactors was hanging railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself. But listen to this. Right here, we're fixing to see recognition, confession, and repentance out of this other thief. Those are the things we must do, is what this thief did in just a quick second. He said, but the other... Answering, rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? Oh, that other one didn't fear God. But this one recognized there was something different about that man in the middle. Maybe it was because he heard him say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I don't know how he did it, but the one on the other side realized that this man in the middle wasn't guilty of what he was Amen. being charged with. He knew that that man in the middle wasn't who they said he was. There was something different. He realized that he was hanging by the Christ. He was hanging by Son of God. He was hanging by the, 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 the Emmanuel, the God in the flesh. He recognized it. And he said, and we indeed justly listened to him repenting. He said, I justly, I justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. This guy repents. He said, I know I deserve this death. I am a murderer. I am a thief. He confessed. He knew he had sinned. 
And he's confessing his sin right now. He's recognized that this is the king of the Jews. This is the savior of the world. He's recognized this man in the middle is the hope of all Amen. humanity. And he confessed, I am a sinner. I deserve to be on this cross. you got to confess. You are a man or a woman of sin and you justly deserve hell. But that man in the middle died that you don't go to hell. Amen. But you got to confess that you're a sinner. you got to know that your sin is separating you from God. And you got to know that your sin is going to send you to hell. If you don't ever confess that you're a sinner. If you don't ever recognize you're a liar. That you're a thief. That you're a murderer. That you're a homosexual. That you're a fornicator. Whatever your sin is. If you don't confess it and recognize it. You'll die in your sins and go to hell. I don't care about your church attendance. God don't care if you got a perfect attendance. God don't care if you pay your tithes. Your, your what He cares about is your repentance. What He cares about is are you keeping His commandments. What He cares about is do you love Him above everything else. He paid the ultimate price. Are you willing to pay the ultimate price and to cast off all your sins and do everything you can to walk justly, to be an ambassador for Christ, to represent Him in everything you do, to become a living sacrifice? Are you willing? It's easy to die, but it's hard to live. Oh, how easy it would be if on the day we accepted Christ, He just brought us on home. But no, after you accept Christ, you got a job to do. You got commandments to keep. You have, you got to walk. You got to walk. You make and talk it, but can you walk it? He said, and He said unto Jesus, Oh, listen to this. Listen to this. He said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me. When thou comest into thy kingdom. Oh, he said, can you please remember me? Let me tell you what. He will remember him, but he won't remember his sins no more. He says, if you repent, if you confess, if you recognize he is the Son of God, he will cast your sins as far as the east is from the west. You have been forgiven. You have been redeemed. You was bought with a price. That blood that he shed on the cross, he paid for you. You belong to Christ. You are a slave. He is your master. And the slave don't get to do what he wants to do. The slave has to do what the master says do. And the master said to love your neighbor as you love yourself. The Amen. master said to come about your sins. The master said be ye separate from the world. The master told us to be ye holy for ye is holy. The master told us forsake not the assembly of coming together. The master told us if you know to do wrong, do right and you do wrong. It is a sin. Amen. Are you living the way the master told you to live? He bought you. He didn't buy you with, with, with gold. He didn't buy you with silver. He bought you with the blood of a God. You was paid for with pure blood. You was paid for with blood that had never committed sin. With blood that never hated. With blood that only loved. You was paid for by Jesus Christ. And Jesus said unto him, listen to the most beautiful thing you could hear. Verily I say unto thee, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Amen. 
Is that you? If you die today, to be absent of the body is to be present with the Lord, but also to be absent of the body is to be present in hell. If you die today, would you hear, Come in, my good and faithful son. Or would you hear, Depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never knew you. What will you hear if you die today? I want you to think about that today. I want you to go to church. And I want you to listen to what that pastor says to you. I'm going to close in prayer. Father God in heaven, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Father, we thank you for being the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you that you sent him into this world to be our Paschal Lamb. You sent him in this world to die for our sins. Father, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Let us remember every single day that he was the bread, he was the wine. That he became the Lamb, he became... The, 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 he took the penalty of our sins. He became our sin who knew no sin. Father, help us to walk. Help us to glorify you in all the things that we do. Father, help us to repent daily. That we may be a sweet-smelling Savior to you. Help us not to be a stench in your nose. Lord, help us that when you look down on us, you see the blood of your Son. You see us as joint heirs. That you don't see us in Adam. That you don't see us in sin. Father we thank you. We love you. And we praise you. In Jesus name. Amen. Y'all coming up next. We'll be 